Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Stuck for a Father's Day gift? Head into the real house of fragrance, Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. on SCNZ. Well, Chris has his funny pants on this morning. He's missed it straight away. Chrissy, hey, The drive show. Who did it? Didn't hear it. Fozzy. Who was it? Who? Fozzy. Who's that? <laughs> Not Razor. <laughs> Fozzy. No, I see that. I see that. Good work. That's what we do. We're on SCNZ. We go and get Big dogs. Well, we got Jace Ryan today. So we got Jace Ryan. No one's heard from him since. So what? Beat that. Ah, Chris. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Now we got Jace Ryan on today. 8.40, We're going to have a chat to Jace Ryan, the Ford's head coach. He's coming on this morning. So we'll chat to him about his transition into the All Blacks and, well, what are his expectations this weekend? And we've heard some whispers from Sam Whitelock taking another step up. One thing he doesn't shy away from, and that's the hard conversation. So we'll have a chat to him this morning. Looking forward to that. But Kempe and Louis Morena, brothers, it's Friday. And you know what they say on a Friday? It's Friday send. 
Send it. it is more than a brother. More than a Friday You crack scene. me up. You crack me up, Izzy. <laughs> Mate, El Sheikh Sharok, he's coming on today as well. So we're trying to trying to get you some bull, bully, mate. Some bully for the weekend. I love spring racing. I love this time of the year because all the good horses come out. Walk them. Mate, what about the stable that they've got? Everywhere you look, the Tangerine Army is in the race somewhere, you know, at the top of the book, trying to get trying to get every dollar that they can out of New Zealand racing. But let's see this week. The black and white might get some back. Of it's Al quite Sheikh intimidating, Sharok. isn't it? It's quite intimidating when you think about it. Like, that, 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 that Tangerine just really stands out when you're going through the fields, eh? And you see it, and then you see Mark Walker, Mark Walker, and then I've obviously got Opie on it or someone. Very classy Joe Cameroon, and so like it's oh, it reminds me of Lord of um, so bloody Game of Thrones, eh? When they're marching against the frozen wall, yeah. so like, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Here comes the Tangerine Army, anyway. Looking forward to having a chat to Al the Shake Sharok because he's got a few this weekend, Kim B. James, hey, Butler. Wow, there's a few, few ones, Aracena. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to have a little chat to him about that. And obviously, you've got to ask him about Taranaki getting up because he even gave them no chance. And we haven't heard from the Sheikh, so have a chat to him about that. Before then, boys, we're going to talk to we're going to talk some football. Football underdog stories last year it was Borumwood FC, and this year another team has surfaced from nowhere. Crawley Town upset Fulham in the Carabao Cup. Co-owner Preston Johnson, he'll join the show just after 7 o'clock to talk about that. And if you remember, uh, was it Stephen Gerrard? Garrard? Garrard, eh? It was Stephen Garrard last year from uh, Borehamwood FC come Luke. on the show. and Oh, Luke. Luke Garrard. Luke Garrard, that's right. Luke Garrard, come on. He's Borehamwood uh, FC manager. And we watched that journey unfold. Uh, what did they get to? Quarterfinals, was it? That quarters they got to, eh? It's very lucrative anyway for these smaller clubs. And a club like his, who actually was nearly going under, and uh, they were able to, to force some way to deep into the playoffs. Wow, mate, it was an awesome story. So hopefully Crawley, Crawley Town can do it, Louis, because um, we've got their boss on today who's uh, well into the crypto. And, well, crypto's been getting a hiding lately, so he'll need to go well in this Carabao Cup. I, I was thinking we haven't really... Um and I look, I had, I got a couple of NFTs as well. I, I got a little bit lucky. I think you'd say I sold out one of mine. I anyway yeah, doubled, doubled. So I wasn't too worried. But I noticed we'd been a bit quiet on the NFT and crypto chat over the last three, four months. And I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence because it's not much to not much to be too happy about, is there, Daggy? From where we were about the start of the year. Nah, look, it's it's just a horrible time at the moment um, with the crypto world. It's uh, look, in, in reality, ninety nine percent of the NFTs were going to be horrible and go under. They were just cash grabs, and people just after a quick buck. There was no real project behind, no backing. Most of the projects that go really well, they've got um, you know, really solid things back in place in the back room. Uh, great initiatives and great reasons why you should buy these NF- NFTs. And a lot of them were just hearsay and then these nfts obviously with the, with the world we're living in and the crypto was buzzing so nft was buzzing and there was just all this kind of money coming into the into the crypto world which was driving nfts <clears throat> now they've been weaned out only the real blue chip solid nfts will, will stay true to us uh, they be able to handle this little crash at, at the moment for the crypto world so 
I've got a couple. I've got a couple that are horrible and uh, which I never bought, and I've got a couple that are solid. So I'll just hold and, and see how they go. And But, yeah, look, I was really excited about it a couple of months ago. Now, Kempi, ooh, my wife is laughing at me. I'm like, babe, babe, honestly, I need to buy some ETH. Give me some ETH. Give me some cash. Get some ETH, babe. Well, ETH is coming back with Bitcoin, but, ooh, she was a tough time. I remember I bought this World of Woman. If you know World of Woman, if you know NFTs, they were very good. They're one of the good yeah. ones. But anyway, the bum fell out of that one, and um, she's just surviving. Just world of woman above water at the moment, so uh, hopefully it could come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could just see it. I could just see it. The end. The end of uh, poverty. Do you know when I was when I was cobbling together my house deposit, and yeah. like we pretty much had to sell most, like had to get together most, like all of our fu- money dispersed in different funds and shares, and unfortunately had to lock in some pretty bad. Um, losses just because of the, after the war in Ukraine, just timing after COVID and after the war, I had some mm. stock like Ryman Healthcare, for example. I did lock in about 16, 17% loss, and just is what it was. And you kind of needed to mm. access the money to get a house deposit, so you for the greater good had to do it. But luckily enough, some of our well, some of my crypto investment was going so bad that I was like, Well, there's no point. <laughs> there's no bit point. There's, there was no point taking it out. Not that there wasn't enough of money, but it was like, if I take this out now, like literally down fifty or forty percent, what am I doing? I'm just gonna ride or what die. What have you got? Um, I've got I've got Bitcoin. I've got ETH. I've got Solana, mostly, and then I've got a couple uh, about three or four NFTs. But um, yeah, those are those are good coins. Just hold those, and they'll come back. Yeah, those are the ones yeah. that will probably survive and be able to pull through. So yeah. Although. Yeah, so that it was funny, like, it was quite, dep- quite a depressing process. Anyway, that's a bit of a random chat to start the morning. How about Chris coming through before we've even had a chance to get on air, Kempi, trying oh. to drag, drag Izzy for something he did 12 years ago? I don't even know what he's ago. talking about, holding him for that incident uh. against you. Like, mate. The incident on tell everyone. No. Nah. That's old news. <laughs> Look, look the, the other part of that, too, is like... Kempi doesn't read the news, is he? Apart so from us and, yeah. and Chris... The All Blacks all asleep. <laughs> so there's no mate. Even if I was an All Black and you were my best mate, I'd be telling you where to go if you're trying to phone me at six o'clock in the morning because I need my sleep. When you're a footballer, um, and you're right, the show, you know, the show SENZ, it's a it's a day show. So getting Fozzie on yesterday was a great get by um, the drive yeah, show. Great get, you know, great get to have him talking on uh, SENZ, and we'll have Jace Ryan this morning because. Izzy mm. went out there and got us Jace Ryan. See, and I want to talk to Jace Ryan, mate. No one's talked to him mm. since he's had the job. Nah. Nah, that's right. He's been um he's been pretty quiet since his big press uh release in Wellington. It's just been he's done a few half time chats and then things like that. So looking forward to having a chat to him about um, you know, the difference and how he's maybe he could be able to shed some light on how he's been able to unlock this four pack and and the conversations he's had to have. But um mate, awesome. Awesome get uh, having Fozzie. You know what that one last night creates, uh, Louis and, and Kempi? She's all open now, lads. <laughs> well, yes. And look, Chris, it's not a 
and for everyone playing along at home, it's not a coincidence that the reason we've got access to these guys this week is because they won their last game and now the coaching situation's sorted. Like, don't <laughs> like. Let's not get this twisted. <laughs> that is not a coincidence. There is a. It's a far more favourable interview for anybody involved with the All Blacks this week than it has been any other week. So, um, but we're lucky mm. to have Jace Ryan. It is all open. Hopefully, they keep winning so we can keep talking to them. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit uh, sceptical. Yesterday, like when we we're talking about it and. You know, following what the, they named the team, and then all of a sudden, I listened to um, some Argentinian interviews about being in New Zealand, and it just reminded me of a, <laughs> of a couple of other incidents. You know, that I love it happened in rugby league. So the, I've got an off the, the back World fence Cup. today. Twenty ten World Cup. I've got the off the back fence today, Izzy. That's going to throw a spanner yeah. in the works, brother. Is it? Mm, Is yeah, it? Man. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that, Kempi. I'm looking forward to hear what you say. They always throw a span on the works off the back fence. I love it. Every morning. Very yeah. stimulating, gets the brain going, mate. So I'm looking forward to that, Kempi. And the other one, the Broncos, mate, they're gone. I declared them a definite chance to win the comp oh, yeah. about five weeks ago. Haven't won a game since. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did. Have, have, have so you stop. You stop league teams. I stop horses. Hey, I, I stopped them. I crushed them. I crushed them. They've gone 50, 60, 60 last week, 50 last night. They got pumped, mate. You know, 53, and three six. Kempy, Kempy. Oh. Is that a is that is that Car- Does that show that Carrigan's like a huge loss, or is there something more than this at the moment with the? With the Broncos, because fifty-three, there's back-to-back weeks. That's got pumped. Yeah, look, I, I thought there was a there's a couple of tries there last night when you're watching, going, actually they're they're not putting in that same effort. I just think they're blown out. Yeah, I think I think it's purely down to they've run their race and they can't keep up for the 24, 24 matches. You know what happens when in race with racehorses? Once horses go past them, it's almost, it takes an elite horse to ever come back at them. And, and I think you're right. I think they've just got to the top of their gallop a little bit early and they've just run out of steam. And you can almost see it on Corey Oates' face when he was talking with Maddie Johns. He went on that show uh, Sunday night and he said, oh... Yeah, I just hope we don't. I hope we don't waste the position. Yeah, but you can almost see the resignation in his face, Akimpi. Hey, yeah, look, I, look. Wayne Bennett. When Wayne Bennett had the Broncos, and he had the, you know all those great players, Wendell Sailors, Takiris, the Langers, Lockyers, and all that sort of stuff. He would get to Origin, and he knew that he needed to um, rest some of the players, so he'd rest them on the way back, and he'd take some losses through that middle part of the season, so that he could build them back up and get them ready for their run at the finals. I think the Broncos' run's done. I think they're done. Like they just, they haven't been able to rest all their players, um, and I just think they—it's not got nothing to do with form, other than they're at, they're out of they're out they're out of um, out of fuel. They can't compete. Wow. So, you know, the, the the scary thing about that, Canberra's got a chance to get back into the eight. Um, the Broncos got one more. If they win one more game, the Broncos um, they should still make the eight, but. Mate, you'd be you'd they'd be knocked out in the first week. I think they're they're actually a done deal. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, that was um, Reynolds's two hundred fiftieth game too, so wow. a big milestone. And and they go out there and put on a performance. That's at home. That's at Suncorp, man. At Sun at Suncorp. Off the back of a high. Oh. Yeah, and see, back and, to and, back weeks. And when you're looking at Melbourne and Penrith, they've been resting players right throughout the year. 
So taking players out, putting them on the sideline, putting players in. And Penrith, on the back of that, has shown how wonderful their depth are by going out and winning while resting all their players. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's it's definitely for Penrith to lose the competition this year. Ooh, you might have stopped Penrith too, Kimmy. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not declaring anyone. No way. Kiss of, kiss of death, Kemp. Uh, Mark says, hey, boys. Uh, he pretty much has asked it. He says the Broncos are weak. They've given up. Or have they given up or what cost me last night, Mark? Well, there you go. You just heard Kempy explain that. Appreciate your message, and actually, I don't know if this is the same, Chris, but this came through yesterday. Oh, I noticed this as well, Chris. Um, the All Blacks game is listed for 7.45 instead of 7.05. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what time are you starting your session tomorrow? Uh, 7.45 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, 7.45. Now when I get to the game, responsible. Big yeah. day, is he? Big day. Hey, mate, Pace yourself, son. Mimsy Stakes Day, Group 1 Racing, Foxbridge Plate Day, a couple of brews. Oh, how good. I'm so fired up for my debut on the on the good oil. I What a day to rip into it. Like, oh, I cannot wait. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. It must be for broadcast rights and time zones, I would assume, Chris, and trying to throw a bone to our Argentine companions. Boys, talking about pumpings in the NRL... Can't wait question of the day. <laughs> you know where I'm going, don't you? I want to run a sweepstake. I want to run a sweepstake. Um, I want you to come through on 0800 I've got a $50 TAB bonus bet for you here as well. And we'll dish it out on Monday. Well, you guys will dish it out on Monday. So, closest to the score of the Panthers-Warriors game tonight. Oh, and I was actually going to talk about talk about that when when I was watching last night the Broncos getting pumped fifth by fifty. I was going, oh no, that's just not good for the Warriors. No. Like like the form last week, you're going 70, 60, 50, 48, Like the five teams in the forties pluses, and I'm going watching six teams again last night and going, man, we're up next, and the Panthers are on fire. And did you read Bunty R4's comments? Yeah. Oh, bro. Told mate, you. Is he, I is he I mentioned that all year. Yeah. Mate, that was just like, it was him basically saying, I'm not going to be an year, so I'm going to let you know that half the team aren't drawing. And I was like, I, train, was in, mate, mate, I was in shock. I was like, whoa, you never come out and say that about your players publicly. So there's definitely some problems in there. <sighs> yeah. And I think 40 Shame. plus. Has been nice with the with the Panthers, <laughs> mate. What do you go? What's the score? Forty What's plus. The score that's what you're thinking. No, re- that's generous to the Warriors. Oh no, I think the I, look. The the only problem is Luai doesn't go very well without Cleary there. He's coming back for his first game. Um, you've got Fisher Harris back, with who's a champion. He's the best front row in the competition. They're at full strength except for Cleary and Sorensen, who sits on the bench. Um, but you haven't got Cleary. And Luai in his first game back doesn't go that well with Cleary. So I don't think they get 60. If Cleary was there, I think they get 60. What's your score, Kimpy? You start. Oh, look, 48. I reckon, I just said 40 plus. I said that to Beeve. Yeah, yeah, but I need a sweepstake. I need a score. Oh, okay. Closest Uh, to the score. I'm going to go 48 and no, 14. 48, 14. All right. Izzy, you want to go or you want to wait until after we uh, chat to Brenton? 
Go on then, chat to Brenton. All right, let's go to Brenton. Brenton, what do you think? Boys, oh, I don't think it'll be that high. It'll be probably 36 to 10. Wow. I think the Panthers, once the Panthers get a bit of a lead, they'll just pull off a few players, mate. Especially my beloved Panthers. And if uh, Kempe stopped them from winning the final, <laughs> ooh, I'll be angry. <laughs> I think he has, brother. Oh. I won't declare oh, him. I won't declare him, Brenton. <laughs> uh, you better not be, mate. Nothing like um, what Izzy does the horses, mate. I'll be real angry. All right, Brenton. Brenton, it's my weekend, mate. It's my weekend. It's Izzy's weekend, Brenton. Group one, group one dag is back for spring. Joey, what do you think? What's We've even done a bomb squad on it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your score prediction, Joey? Boys, I was at the game last week when the uh, Bronx got pumped by 60. They got pumped by 50. Boys, so I'm, I'm going to have to put my Warriors jersey back on and say it's going to be a stiff 70. All right. <laughs> right and I'll, oh, take, no. I'll take the TAB. I'm going to have to talk to Thad this morning and say, Thad, give me 70 to 80. All right. Okay. But, but let's be realistic. When people like Bunty, who have given their heart for the club, are giving up, mate, where are we going? But I think, I think Kimby, get on the phone. Let's get point shit out there in the in the Warriors jersey. Let's give them a shot. Right, they'll get pumped by seventy with heart, you know. Not get pumped by seventy and get paid. Oh, yeah, yeah Joe. There you go, yes, Joe. Good, good stuff. That Joe. is a statement. <coughs> Great stuff, Joey. Uh, Izzy will get yours after this. Here, Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Fifty dollar TV bonus bet on the line. We will add up everybody's predictions on Monday and dish it out. School prediction, Warriors-Panthers tonight after another hiding last night in the NRL. I am so worried it could get messy. Izzy will tell you what he's got after this. 27 and a half past six this morning. Trev says Penrith 64, Warriors 12. I think that's right in the money spot there, Trev from Matter Matter. Uh-huh. And then there's an unnamed texter, so we can't give them a bonus bet if they win, but they won't because they say Warriors 22, Panthers 20. Let's go. Izzy. I've got 58-16 to the Warriors. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> to Penrith Panthers. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's been a funny week. Like, after that game, you hear some comments of Stacey and the players saying Stacey just used to forget that, don't worry about that, park that, you know, we're better than that. Like, you know, like, that to me, and then you hear Bunty come out and talk about preparations. Like, there's just so many warning signs for that club. And if anyone can't see it, people in the back room, uh, it's just going to be another horrible couple of years. I hope they can sort it out. And it's great to see Adam Blair. He's on the, um, he's doing his, his role with the pathways and getting out and trying to connect to the community. I read that article before and, and that's awesome. It's going to take a long, it's going to take a couple of years, but they're starting somewhere and you've got to start right now and, and Adam Blair's there. But um, yeah, difficult night for them tomorrow, uh, tonight. 58-16. Hey, next week as he is the twentieth uh, reunion of the two thousand two grand final team, they're all coming back uh, to oh, Auckland. Yeah. Yep, and they'll be at the last game. They'll be doing the uh, the the old boys uh, tunnel before the boys run out. And they actually got uh, the coach and the manager coming back as well. That was uh, in part of that coaching team. We never had anyone, mate. There was assistant coach, coach, manager, yeah. trainer from back then. You know, we never had a cast of thousands. And next Friday, yeah. we're going to get Paul Donkin on and get him to come in the studio. He was our manager, mate. He's an Australian. Good bloke. Real good bloke. And we're going to yeah. talk about some of them days back then. So, um, 
we're just one of those fun Fridays where we'll have someone sitting here in the studio enjoying, enjoying uh, nice. some talk, some old chat about uh, keeping the faith. Because that was when that song was written. It was in 2002 on the running into the grand final. So it's that, the, the, the only good Might thing that's lasted that time is that song. <laughs> yeah. Might need a little... Little remix or a remake, I think. Yeah, completely. Uh, well, no lies about Kempi either. Mark, what have you got? What are they going to? Ha- Come on, Mark. Just be honest. Be honest, Mark. Honestly, whatever the Roosters won by, they won by seventy. Was it seventy-three? Yep. So I'm picking about seventy-six nil because the Warriors have given up. Hey, um, just another thing. <laughs> Me and my mate. <laughs> Me and my mate, uh, we got a bet on for the um, yep. team, just our, one of our teams to make the grand final. Kempi, can you do me a favour sure. and label the Roosters, please? <laughs> yeah. Mate, oh, look, the Roosters are on a run. That game, that's the, that's, the, that's the game of the round this round. Is that what you want, Mark? But if I say that, mate, come on. Jared Warren hard he'll hunt me down. Kempi, just say they'll make the grand final, the Roosters. That'll make me happy. Hey, and I've got something else. Something else. Yes, mate. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Scott and Lance O'Sullivan's horse in that big race over an Aussie. Don't do it. You, you, no, no, no. Don't label that because I'm going to back that. But, um, <laughs> listen, listen. You fellas, you fellas interviewed Andrew Scott um, before it, it raced at Ruakaka, that horse, and yeah. he said they were expecting a big run from it. But it could be a bit short, and if it goes good, they've they've got a target in Australia. Well, it did go good, so he told the truth about that, and they've gone to Australia, and it's part of thirty-one bucks. Hey, Mark, it's a really, really good field. Really, really hey, good really, field. Really good. Hey, Rock and Horse went and did it. Hundred percent. But so I'm not going to say it's impossible, but mate. It's a really, 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 really good field. 28 away from seven. Great chat, Mark. I love your energy this morning on a Friday. Tony, we're going to get to you. Not you, Kempi. Tony Tony in Auckland. We're going to get to you (laughs) after this. Here's other health news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. So what you want? I want bourbon. Six away from seven, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and the lads are on a full Friday heater. Plenty coming up. Love racing.nz. I'm going to run you through that Mimsy Group 1 field in just a second, but first, he's a very loyal listener. He's probably just dropped his missus in at work there at Sky City on his way back home. Tony from Auckland. G'day, Tony. Go the Warriors! <laughs> Go the Warriors! What's with all these Warriors supporters? Hey, 70 nil, 64 nil. Take your jerseys off and throw them away. Give them to a loyal supporter, man. What's going on? I got the Warriors 25-24. Tony Harris will stop the first Yes. Tony, you need to get in there to training, mate, and do that. <laughs> you need to run okay. them. You need to tell them, mate. Get, in there. get out there and put the effort in. 
Just like that screaming match you just had there. Oh, that's passionate. Was that a lot? There are passionate. There are passionate supporters, aren't they? They are very passionate. And they'll hold the faith right till the very end. And then we'll go hit those dunes up and magnify heads again. And go again. (laughs) That's a live look at the Vodafone voicemail there, I think, from Tony. Thank you, Tony. And you know what, Tony? There's only you and one other person, but you're the only person to have your name to the Warriors winning. So if they somehow... Or actually... Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> you're the close. <laughs> you have a very good chance at winning this fifty dollar TAB bonus bet, Tony, because you're the only one that's keeping the faith. Good boy, love mm. it, Tone. Great stuff. Appreciate your call. Right, loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, and I've just look. I want to commend Lance O'Sullivan and Andrew Scott for rolling the dice here and taking Dragon Leap over because if you don't try, you don't know. And Dragon Leap's actually extremely lightly raced. I've never really been able to get him to top gear. But from a betting proposition, I could not urge you to not bet him more more enough. I think we'd need about 60 bucks here. Probably 100. And it's no disrespect to the horse, no disrespect to the stable. I really like what they're doing because you never know. And obviously, as we saw with Rock and Horse, you're always at runner's chance. But let me explain it to you like this. Dragon Leap goes into a wait-for-age in Australia in a very, very deep field with up-and-coming and established Group 1 horses, a mixture of them, that have all performed in Australian conditions, a lot of them at wait-for-age conditions before, with targets like the Cox Plate on their radar. A horse like I'm Thunderstruck, who won a Group 1 last year and then won the Golden Eagle, for example, is rated 113, okay? 113. Carries 59 kgs, because it's weight for age conditions. Dragon Leap is rated 96. So that is 17 rating points below, and it's carrying the same weight. You're getting $8 for I'm Thunderstruck and $31 for Dragon Leap. So let that one sink in. Then you go down to horses like Tefane, Duas, and Snapdancer. Tefane, who has won races like this plenty before, I think she's a full-time Group 1 winner in Australia, she's rated 114 as well. She's carrying 57 kgs, so 2 kgs left from a better barrier with a better jockey on. Uh, Duas is there carrying the same. She's rated 113. You've even got Snapdancer, who's rated 111. And there are mares that could go close. Lightsabers... Um, probably got more talent, it's fair to say, the So You Think um, Stallion, so he's got half a kg off. I'm just painting the picture that Dragon Leapers in these wait-for-age Australian conditions would need, not, not a miracle, but would have to run so far past anything he's ever run, like, like seriously, would have to get completely remodelled and go from... Fitted with a twin turbo. Twin turbo to win this race. And I, and that's nothing, and again, I commend the stable and the owners for taking him there because you never know. But just from a betting prospect, Keep I don't... Keep going, Louis. Keep going. But yeah, but, but you it's haven't gonna, even... It's going to win now. You it's going to win now. You haven't <laughs> even mentioned alligator blood. Yeah. You know, with yeah. uh, seven starts over that distance for five wins and one for one on that course. So, you know, this... Mate, some good horses in that race. And beat an Australian Group 1 horse's last start. Horse win? Who did Rock and Horse win? Uh, uh, who did it beat last year? What were the good horses in that race? Yeah, well, Home Affairs, yeah. although Home Affairs didn't go on and win. Um, no, like, mm. it, look, again, I'm saying it can happen because Rock and Horse was proof of that. But if anything, this should paint the picture about how extraordinary it was what Rock and Horse did. And, like, yeah. I think Rock and Horse is going to be the one in 
a decade, you know? It's I don't think don't expect I'm just saying don't expect us to be able to roll the dice and take these horses over here and pinch these group ones. At the same time, I would be so thrilled and I would love to be wrong. But I just don't want people to get carried away. Is that fair, Kimpy? Good call. Hundred percent. Especially in that race, mate. I'm got I'm like looking at them and Dragon Leap isn't in my first five. So well, here's one. Elephant. Elephant's in it. So elephant former Kiwi Galloper who's over there now, last start, it's it's blown up to forty one dollars. It's ten dollars more. It is rated a full ten rating points higher. And it just it look, it looked dour last start, but you've got to give it another chance. I'd I guess the draw is the issue there. It's drawn 11, which isn't good at all. I've actually got, on top, I've got I'm Thunderstruck. I think I'm Thunderstruck's on top mm. here for me, but it's a very even race. And I'm giving Alligator Blood another shot. Nice. Mm. Is he? Are you stopping? Alligator Sorry, blood. betting. Alligator Blood. Alligator Blood. I think I tried to have a bet on that last last time, and someone told me not to again. <laughs> and it won. And it won, I think. Yeah, I think it paid quite a bit too that time. <laughs> yeah, I think it paid about 18 bucks. Hey, I think I said have an each way bet on the horse that ran second. And it, so. and it won group one, didn't it? Was it group one? That's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Get it Fuck. all back this weekend, mate, on the memories. <laughs> I think the memory's a bit foggy there. But, um... <laughs> Saturday, 6.45. Uh, Saturday, 6.45. What about a pear tree? Is that going to win? Oh, I mean, you see, if you say it, if you say it, will that it won't? But yeah, probably. Butler, like, Butler's got it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, ask Alan; he'll know. Nineteen away from seven. <laughs> don't ask me. Ask the shake; he'll know. I mean, shit. What's she paying now? Is he like a dollar sixty? Is oh, she? 90. 90. 90. 90. Yeah, she's. It's, it's pretty short, isn't it? Butler four twenty. Ooh. Gimpy. Why can't I bet on Aracena's race uh, uh, today? Uh, oh, great point. Love Racing.nz. Harwood is delayed. Sunday. So tab.co.nz, give me my money back because I want to bet it this weekend on Saturday. Let me turn uh, it over. Let me... Let talk, me let's talk to Paulie Mawadi. Give me my money back. Refund. I don't want to wait till Sunday to see those bets go. I want my money back now. Um, I'll sort that out. 18 away from 7, but yes, Harwood, waterlog track is uh, delayed until Sunday. Good point, is he? 0800 150 Enough of that. Enough. I'm just winding Izzy up now. I can see he's getting frustrated <laughs> thinking about remembering the alligator blood incident. Um, give us a call and take on the Quizmaster. 0800 150 A trip with Willem and Travel to the Gold Coast 500 up for grabs. Win the quiz. You go in the draw. Come see us. On your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go go. Yeah, all right. Good luck to everyone. 
On the line, we're going to go to Lammy from Palmy North. Morning, Lammy. Morning, guys. How are you? Morning. Very good, very good. Oh, good man. luck to you today. Good luck. Here we go. Oh, Question number one. NBA rookie, Chit Holmgren. Holmgren? Yeah. Holmgren. Will miss the 2022-23 season with a foot injury. Which pick was he selected at by the OKC Thunder? Uh, um, number two. Tire. Yeah. Tire. Oh, wait. I'm glad I got that one right. Sweetie. Nice. Awesome. Nice, Larry. Question number two. Who is the current number one ranked PDC darts player? Oh. The Ben Goodwin? No. Oh, it's not Michael Van Gerwen. Sorry, let me have a good day, mate. Well done. We're going to go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Hello, boys. How are we? Good, thank you. Who is the current number one ranked BDC darts player? Is it Gerwin Price? Gerwin Price is correct. Question number three. Who currently leads the Dwayne Monkley medal race in the NPC? Best player in the NPC. At the minute, yeah. At uh, the minute, any clues on that one, uh, Kimpy? Any clues? Well, his, his namesake was a great fullback. Oh. Five, four, three, two, one. No, clues on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jade. Have a good day, mate. We're gonna go to Brett. From Hartley, more than a bread. It's been a while. Is it Daggy Dagging him? Right. <laughs> uh, Louis, uh, 60, 68 6, Louis. Thank you. Louis, for your sweep. And uh, I, I don't know. So what was your clue, Kimby? Uh, his namesake was a great fullback. I don't know. Israel Dag. <laughs> 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 no, mate. I'm not even close alongside this fella. But anyway, no, it's not me. So uh, it might be me. Sorry, Brett. Have a good day, brother, and a good weekend. Greg, morning. Greggy. Greg all. Greg the egg. All right, Tony. Tony from Auckland. Morning, Tony. Uh-oh. How's it Good, Tony. He's back. He's back home. Who, car- uh, who currently leads the Dwayne Monkley medal race in the NPC? From Tamaru. Uh, from Tamaru. No, sorry, mate. Have a good day, Tony. Greg, morning. Go to boys. Kia ora, kia ora. Who currently leads the Dwayne Monkley medal race? NPC. Oh, I've got no idea. He was Named a after great fullback for the Hurricanes. He was oh, a Cullen. Yeah. yeah. Cullen who? So who was it? I only know Cullen Hiss, but it's probably wrong. <laughs> good league, man. <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, Greg, have a good day. Brenton. Let's call Brenton. Hey, bye. <laughs> Hey, brother, who currently leads the way monthly medal race in the NPC? If it's not, it must be Cullen Grace, then. 
It is Callum Grace. Well done. Question number four. Which English football league does Joey's Crawley Town play in? Oh, I don't know. What do you have a clue, Kempi? Podium finish. Was it England EPL League, did you say? Which English football league does Joey's Crawley Town play in? So it's a league. Get into the podium finish. League, league number. Ah, oh, we'll say three. <laughs> Not three. Sorry, brother. Mike from Crushers. Thank you, Mike. Win it again. Let's go. Mike, which English football league does Joey's Crawley Town play in? And it's not three and it's not one. Two. There you go. That's a bad How many point. times have the All Blacks beaten Argentina? Oh. I'm winning this. I'm winning this. Got and a it, clue? And it's not two. It's not two. Adds up to four. If you put a plus in between them, it adds to four. <laughs> no! 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 Sorry, no! The quiz is over. I'm the winner. Mike! Good luck. The quiz is over forever. No, Mike! We're going away now. We might not come back. All right, sorry about that, guys. Um, just to clarify, what was the answer of three plus one? Uh, or sorry, four, if you had... <laughs> what's the answer, Izzy? Uh, 31. Yeah, yeah. How many times did the All Blacks beat in Argentina? 31. Not, not the answer yep. wasn't six. Um, <clears throat> and also... Difficult. Tough clues, though. Like, they are, they are quick clues. And everyone's on a timer, so you do, you do feel a little bit under pressure. So we got to give him that. But hey, Quizzy Dag, honestly, it ain't a giveaway on this show. Kez is on a heater at the moment. He's happy in the back room. Not because Liverpool are horrible, but just because his quizzes <laughs> are quite good. But um, anyway, we're going to talk some football. Talking the football, we're going to keep up with the football theme. And we're going to talk to Crawley Town manager after this. Preston Johnson, co-chairman, I should say, and owner. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building music. Marie, good morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Friday, send it. And we love Fridays. Big weekend coming up. Down here in Ototahi Crosses, that's for sure. Got one of my best mates coming down. Gonna come down for the weekend and have a little catch up. And gotta catch up with uh, me old workmates tonight, the Sky Crew. 
Carlton Nana, Kirsty, and uh, all the crew that does all the backroom work going to pop over and have have dinner at mine tonight. So looking forward to it. Nice wee festive weekend. Kempe, you're looking up and about, Brighton. What are you up to for the weekend, Uncle? Uh, mate, heading north, I think, at this stage. Try, trying to get up there just for a couple of days. Um, mate, nice. Mate, yeah, t- taking the, uh, the bride out for lunch this afternoon and... You know, got a mate coming in here at nine o'clock to have a catch up to. He's up from uh, Tauranga. So for the night, he got his tamoko yesterday up here in Tamaki. So yeah. um, he's just wanting to come in and say hello while he's while he's in Auckland. And yeah, mate, I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward. Been a busy week. Been a real busy week. Mm. Is a uh, lot of lot of stuff going on in the league world, obviously. And um, getting towards the end of the end of the year, just tying up loose ends. So. Um, yeah, and of course you got the football, got the All Blacks, got the Warriors, you got all the. Mm. I love this time of year. I reckon finals football always starts a couple of weeks out before the end of the season, because you're seeing people jockeying for positions. And and I was saying mm. to Sam this week on the on the running it straight um, that he was thinking, oh, you know, teams tend to relax at the top here, and I went, well, you know, you don't as a player because if you do, you get your spot taken off you, and you want to mm. play finals football. So, you know. It's uh, good football played this weekend, lots of good games, and um, I'm looking forward to that too, just watching a bit of sport. Yeah, that's the one. Ah, not a bad spot to go watch it at, uh, Kempe. Kitty, kitty. I can't wait to enjoy that over summer uh, when we have my winning uh, NPC uh, lunch <laughs> in Kitty, kitty. Anyway, let's talk some football. We love a good underdog story here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, and we got one earlier this week when League Two, Crawley Town upset Fulham in the Carabao Cup. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come for a club whose new owners have promised to give their fans more of a say in the team's direction. One of the people behind this movement is co-chairman and part owner Preston Johnson, who joins us this morning in the wake of Crawley's momentous win. G'day, Preston. Thank you so much, and congratulations. Hell of a start already. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Mate, yeah, talk us through it. Like, it's a pretty momentous start for you. Like that's tier four, League Two. So you, you you're way off the top, but you're beating the top teams, mate. Um, as a chairman, as a co-owner, how proud are you of that? Of of witnessing the boys go out there and do the job. I I, I can't I can't get into it before mentioning that we've started slow in league play. So if we could just play Premier League clubs every day, then maybe it would actually <laughs> be better for us. But yeah, we've. Uh, it was actually it was pretty needed in the sense that we needed some mojo. We had lost two in a row at home in League Two, and yeah. just kind of rejuvenated the the footballers, the this coaching staff. And now we go Saturday to Rochdale, who's at the bottom of the table, who we need to get three points from. So it couldn't have come at a better time. But I was um, extremely impressed with a couple of things. One, um, from the coaching staff standpoint, we've been dealing with a lot of injuries, which I know a lot of clubs say that, but uh, we've quite literally had nine of our first squad players already been hurt. Six. At at center back and so we've been playing some b squad guys in some of our games and they really stepped up but we've also kind of adapted our our style of play to one increase kind of the variance against fulham where we wanted to play a game that gave us the best chance in a game where big underdogs in Uh, and we changed our style of play pretty significantly and so i was uh, grateful for them for kind of like putting that game plan together and then the actual players executing it perfectly and just playing you know their minds out and um, that's that's all you can ask for in the end. And we were lucked out and we were on the right side and got the victory. Hey, Preston, uh, have you been able to get them out of the Fox and Hounds? Are the boys still partying or are they are they back in the training getting ready for the next shot at it? 
I would say, you know, one of the good, if there is one good thing about uh, the slow start in league play and with only one draw so far in our, in our four matches is that uh, they know that Saturday is massive for us. And so they couldn't really spend the extra time celebrating a win over Fulham. They needed to get back on track and, and focus on what's next. And um, in round three of the Carabao Cup isn't until November. So we have some time before we're really um, sitting back in that, uh, on that mindset or, or, or frame, mind frame. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking ahead to Rochdale. And that's, I, I know, you know, training today and everything, everyone is focused there. Hey, Preston, tell us a bit about yourself. And, you know, you're obviously uh, an American and, and you've gone over and, and you've taken on the co-ownership and chairman of, of the Crawley Town Football Club. You know, tell us a bit about yourself. Where do you come from? Sure, I'm from uh, Southern California near Los Angeles. That's where I grew up. I currently live uh, in a similar area. So uh, my background is actually in sports betting. I was a professional better for about 12 years in a, on American sports. I did not bet on global football, but um, I kind of parlayed that into uh, starting a company last year in the uh, crypto NFT space that had some success, which uh, our network then looked forward to like, hey, we should be doing something with a sports team. And then that's where Carly Town came, uh, was the, the EFL2 club. So uh, we've kind of just, I, I've been deviating and pivoting, but uh, my, my true backgrounds in analytics, running models and pricing markets and trying to find edges wherever we can. And that's kind of a similar approach to our underlying football operations is very data-driven, analytically driven, kind of the money ball side of it all, um, which at League 2, we think there's still a, at least somewhat a decent edge at. And, you know, ultimately over time will give us an opportunity to win and, and achieve promotion. So, so are you, are you paying in ETH or, or Bitcoin or, or how are you paying the players? Oh, <laughs> no, everyone's paid in. That was like, man, that was one of the things right when we acquired the club, everyone was like, oh no, watch out. Probably town is tied to the volatility of Bitcoin. Uh, that's not, that's not the case. We, we bought the club in cash in uh, pounds. Nice. Uh, we paid cash like, it's, you know, we had to pass like a fit and proper owners and directors test. We had to put expected losses for the club into the club account for two seasons ahead of time. Um, so we're, we're, we're resourced in cash. As I know there was, there was a few articles that referenced how if crypto crashes, then, you know, the solvency of the club will be at stake. That's just not the case. But, uh, you know, maybe one day there'll be players that request to be paid in cryptocurrency. I don't think we're quite there yet, but uh, we'll see. So, so where do you sit with uh, Ryan Gosling and Wrexham? Do you, do you go out and party, catch up on all the all the goss back in the states? <laughs> we uh, we actually have a connection to one of the, the people in their group. I've never spoken to Ryan directly or Rob, but uh, one one thing we do want to try to do, and they're a division below us, but they almost got they almost were promoted last year. We were kind of rooting for them too, so we could have a little rivalry between us uh, in League Two. But they're still in the National League. But regardless, I think we want to do a friendly in Los Angeles next summer against Wrexham. And it'd be pretty fun for people, at least the, the player side and coaching side, to travel and visit California and, and play a game and probably find some like sponsors to help cover some of the costs. And maybe we can even get it on ESPN Plus or something so people can tune in. But that would be something we're gonna we're gonna talk to them, try to make happen. Who knows? It's it's not like a guarantee. I just throwing it out there, we've had early discussions. Hey, Preston, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the American sports scene and a guy I've followed on and off for a while is Haralabob Vulgaris. And obviously he was yep. with the Mavs and you'll be well aware of what he's done. Obviously similar sort of analytic stuff as you. Maybe I'm guessing, I'm not too sure. But I actually saw a Kurt Goldsbury article just this morning that he's bought a Spanish football team in one of the low leagues. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but is there a 
Is, is there a group of you kind of doing the same thing at the same time, or is this just a coincidence? Like, is this something that Americans are getting into, global football? I think uh, partly yes, partly no. The partly yes is I think there's been a lot of Americans and ownership groups that have uh, gone to global football just to, I mean, investing in a sports franchise slash, you know, football club in general. Oh, he's back. Oh. <laughs> hey, they're just hopping out of his Uber by the sound of it. <laughs> he's just got into the parking garage. Well, it's either that or a limo. <laughs> he's having the door Uber. open. It ain't over. You've arrived, sir. Maybe a Tesla. Uh, here he is. I think his, his club is his second or third division in Spain. So I imagine uh, Haralabob's just finding similar types of opportunities with the analytics side and and edges that they can exploit to move up and win. Um, our our pitch is like different in the sense that we we're, you know we call Wagner United the Internet team. We wanted to use NFTs to bridge the gap for a remote fan to have a team that they could root for and tell a cool story, um, starting from League Two and maybe you know moving up and achieving promotion to the Championship or Premier League one day. And so we use NFTs as kind of like a virtual season ticket for fans, no matter where they live internationally to have Crawley Town as, as a, a club that they can root for. And so that's kind of partly, I think, different from some of these other American groups that are just buying clubs and hoping for the best. So as an owner and as a chairman of, of the club, you probably already touched on it slightly there, but what are, what are your aspirations for this club? Like, realistically, where do you want Crawley Town to get to? You know, where, where, where would you like to see Crawley Town in a couple of years? Sure. So I think, you know, Evan Smith, the other co-chairman, and I actually came out uh, when we acquired the club and said, if we're not promoted in the first two seasons, the fans could vote us out. And so, you know, so one thing we see not only in, in English football, but just globally in sport, American sports, is you have owners that come in and say things like we're going to do this, um, but there's no downside. There's no accountability. So we thought it was important that the owners have accountability here. Um, you know, generally it's a general manager or a head coach that just gets sacked or fired and the owner, nothing happens, right? They still get to own the club or the team. So for us, we, that was important and our ambitions are to get promoted in these first two seasons. Um, from there, you know, we think at the very least that we can build a sustainable model at the championship level, a sustainable model, just because at that level, everyone's overspending and trying to make the jump to the premier league. That's a dream. It's possible. We've seen clubs like Bournemouth do it. Brentford's done it. Um, even Brighton over a longer uh, time horizon has done it. So we, we've seen League Two to Premier League happen. Uh, but we think at the very least, you know, in five to seven years, we can be a club that's at least sustainable at the championship level if we're able to do things um, the right way and spend efficiently in, in all of those uh, items. And like, just to throw a few out there, just for context, like we didn't have a full-time goalkeeper coach last year. We didn't have a strength and conditioning coach that had actual experience working with football clubs previously. We didn't have a chef. Uh, we didn't have a video analyst. Like we, we were adding all of these basic like infrastructure um, items just to help professionalize the club so that as we grow and, you know, we added two coaches, manager Kevin Betsy and Dan Machichi as the assistant from Arsenal and from the English youth um, developmental teams, just to the national teams, just to help kind of, our, our, make our ambitions a reality and, and do it in the right way as opposed to just paying for a bunch of players and hoping we get lucky on promotion. It's a mix of everything, right? So we have a, a good, strong foundation. Hey, you're up against Rochdale this week on the outskirts of Manchester. What, what is it like um, you go from Fulham and playing the Premier League teams to going back to your, your League Two and playing Rochdale? What's it like heading to Rochdale? 
It's a good question. I've never been, to be honest. So I'm brand new to the whole uh, England slash UK scene. But uh, and I, I just had a newborn, so I'm actually back in the states now. I've been in probably for the last three weeks, but I just flew back. Um, so I will not be at the game, but I, I can I can ask everyone else how it is. But the the actual mindset is is luckily because we've performed poorly in league play. Um, like I said, I, I used the word focus a bunch earlier, but the, the club and the players and the coaching staff is focused on Rochdale. I think we know we're the better team. We have more quality. We're coming off of a big win that should, you know, boost our spirits. And ultimately, you know, Rochdale, they just sacked their manager last week, I believe. Um, they're kind of in a, in a situation that's dire and they're going to be desperate and, and trying to, to win. So we can't take them lightly on this, you know, on this, on the other hand. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. It's, a, it's, it's not that far of a travel. We traveled to Scotland for a, a preseason friendly. We've traveled to Carlisle already this year, which is even further. So they're they're accustomed to some travel at this point. A couple of things just to wrap it up here, Preston. Now we've got a text message all the way in New Zealand on our text line double eight double three, which says the blocker says hi to the sports cheater, aka Preston Johnson. Have Crawley Town top seven for big money. Not great so far in league, but Fulham win was huge. Come on, boys. So you've got support all the way nice. down here. I don't know. Um, that's that's kind of like global language of sports betting, I guess. And the other thing I was wondering is how many Ted Lasso jokes are you getting? <laughs> so you know, our initial pitch to some of our friends and, and business partners was one line it was moneyball meets ted lasso on crypto cocaine and within about 45 minutes we had the money to buy a club so uh that, but to, to be quite frank though it's it's outside of the actual ted lasso where you actually i mean the show itself skips over the point where to coach you have to have your badges and be qualified and pass tests and you know it's, it's actually not a possibility well there's maybe one loophole that we looked into a little bit but the point is like the ted lasso of it is that there's like a media content arm to this where we're trying to reach uh, a bigger audience than just the local fan base and if you know they're in england there's another club five miles away so locally they're pretty capped on how they can expand we're just trying to change the way in which uh, we do that you know by uh implementing and pivoting from the traditional model to a more broad global model like this we've got a message on the on the text machine from brenton he wants to ask you what does it cost to, to buy a club we i don't even think it's public actually what we paid for it so <laughs> if he uh it, it, it and i'm being serious otherwise i would say because our whole thing is about being open and transparent and letting fans have a yeah. say but uh this one's actually never been discussed but you can i mean you can probably start googling around and see uh a few speculative numbers that are maybe, uh, if I recall, a little high, but somewhere in the range. I'll just leave it at that. Nice. Oh, we appreciate you coming on, Preston, and um, talking to us about Crawley Town. Hopefully they can get to where you would love to get them to. And all the best for the Carabao Cup and going back to League Thank two, you so much. You can transition your Carabao Cup form to League and uh, get some wins under your belt. Thank you so much, mate. I appreciate it. Take care. Cheers. Wow. Fascinating, boys. That's really interesting, Joey. Well done there. That's uh, Joe in the kitchen who's who's scooped that for us. That is really interesting. It ticks a lot of boxes of where sports going, and you're not and like uh, the new edge of sports fandom and professional sports is being more than just a club and trying to get some of these historic and rich, filled with history clubs that have done it in years gone by, trying to give them a shot in the arm with something a little bit different. Um, what do you think about crypto? He made the point this isn't about crypto. This is about creating a story and telling a story and giving some of that American juice to the you know some European clubs, which are not where they once were. I think that was fascinating. And 
he doesn't sound like he's just in it for a quick money grab as well, Kempe. Nah. You can tell that he's like actually got... And these analytics guys, you got to think, they're, they're talking not two, three-year plans. They're talking 10, 20, 30-year plans, and you could hear that. Oh, can we get him to buy the Warriors? Like, seriously? Well, I, th- I think, you know, if you look at what uh, is a fastest-growing sport... Um, You've got the Americans, the Glazers. Of course, you've got Ryan Gosling go, going to Wrexham and buy them. And now you've you've got this guy with the, the NFTs and the cryptocurrency purchasing a English stock. The, the goal is EPL, hundred percent. That's where they that's where they want to go. And someone as smart as uh, Preston, he thinks he can get there from a, from a Division Two, which isn't easy, which isn't easy to do. So um, Ryan Reynolds, and, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds, kids says. Reynolds. Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, sorry, not Ryan Gosling. Yep. Yes. Um, but, you know, just to, just to think that those guys, you know, have the money to purchase a, um, a Div, Div 2 team and take it on that ride into into the EPL. You make the EPL, you you make millions, mate, just on that. That's why it's so hard to stay up there when those teams first get in there. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds broke my heart when he married Blake Lively. Oh. Anyway. That's very very American of you I just saw Daisy Ah, come and drop you a coffee And give you a little morning kiss That's my my black lively there She just came in and and livened up my morning And I love it So (laughs) Now (laughs) That's really nice That's really nice though Daggy That's really nice though Like Daisy gets up and walks across the wet grass with your nice hot coffee where you're working every morning, we see who deliver that yeah. coffee. That's, you know, pretty special. It is. It is cool. She's a lovely girl, and um, I'm very grateful and very lucky. She makes my life a hell of a lot easier because she was away yesterday, and wow, I was drained. Eh? <laughs> she does this every day. So <laughs> very appreciative of my wife and all mothers out there because you do a fantastic job. Nice stuff, boys. Uh, 23 minutes past eight. Here at Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Yeah, that was very good. Very, very, very good. And you meant it from the bottom of your heart. And if you've got any thoughts or queries about Preston Johnson and what he's doing with Crawley Town, come through on double eight double three or 0800 150811. We'll get that up online. Hopefully he can share it because uh, I thought that was fascinating. Well done, Joey, yet again. Back after this with Off the Back Fence. With Tony Kemp. Yeah, on the way home yesterday is I was sitting in my car listening to Pablo Montero talk about Argentina, uh, Argentina's chances this Saturday night down in Canterbury. It got me thinking. 1991, Olympic Park, Melbourne, on a Saturday night, cold, packed to the rafters of fans who love their team, and we were meant to have no chance against the world champion Kangaroos that boasted the likes of Wally Lewis, Mel Meninga, Alfie Langer. Just to name a few. Reminds me a little bit about this Saturday where a cold, wet night in Canterbury awaits an Argentinian side that supposedly has no chance of beating a red-hot favourite All Blacks. But history tells us that teams who have been written off can sometimes come back and bite you on the arse. Remember the 2008 Rugby League World Cup. This was meant to be the best team Australia had ever assembled in their history. And we're $1.10 favourites. I know someone who knows that quite well. To whip the Kiwis that night. Oh, how wrong could they have been? And with what the Irish have done to the All Blacks more recently, one would have to know that teams are lining up to get their crack at breaking the awe of the famous All Black legacy. 
and Argentina will have their chance this Saturday night. Referee calls, the bounce of the ball and some self-belief were key components of those historical wins in 91 and 2008. So will we see the underdog realise one of those games that come around once in a millennium with Argentina or will this all-black team continue along its road to redemption? The underdog is prowling, is he? Cold, wet and built for tough baludos. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, I'll tell you what, they've, got, they've had enough protein. 170 kgs of meat they ate down here at made as a team. So they're well fed. And, uh, mate, yeah, look, an, an inspired and emotional Argentina side are uh, tough to beat. Don't, you, you, you've got to start well. You have to start well against Argentina. Otherwise, if they get a bit of a roll on, they get confidence, and they start talking Spanish to each other, and, and the emotions come out. You see them in the... Um, in the and the anthems, mate, they've got tears running down their cheeks. Look, it's it's going to be a big game, Kepi, um, but I just think it'll be a bit too much for them, a step too far. But if they're going to have any chance to beat the All Blacks in this, it'll be right now. When they've come off a week off, they've had a bit of time away, and they can get a team that's obviously got a bit of consistency now, um, catch them off guard. But I'm predicting the All Blacks will be too good. There you go. Kempi's off the back fence. Let's talk more about the All Blacks and uh, with our choices for him, poll up after this. So I actually have a little something prepared for you that we whipped up in the kitchen. So we'll get that out in a wee bit, and it has something to do with Ian Foster. All right? Stay with us. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Then we'll hear a bit more from Aroha in just a second. So what you want? Alrighty, SCNZ with 26 away from 8. Alan Sharrock, the Shake Sharrock, coming up before the end of the hour. Kempi, you're talking Pumas. Do they have a chance this weekend? How do we feel about the All Blacks on the 26th of August, everybody? Choices Flooring's Adobe Hybrid Collection, the water-resistant flooring choices. Our Choices Flooring poll is approaching. I've got a question for you about Ian Foster that I want to lob out. But before we get there, do you remember this from earlier in the week? Izzy and Kempi and everybody? Do you think you'll feel the love here in Christchurch? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. It's, um, it's great to be here. With the context of everything that happened over the last couple of weeks, it's understandable why um, Christchurch journalists would be wondering how Fozzie is feeling down there in the Garden City. Razor, understandably, devastated to miss out after, by all accounts, the contracts were drawn up until 12 minutes down South Africa was the ace up the sleeve for Fozzie and his staff. So, do you feel the love, Fozzie? It made me wonder, and it actually threw me back to one of my favourite live stage shows, one of the best works of Disney art of all time. So we got in the lab and we cooked something up. To surrender every single day with the heat of lose or win, can he find a way? One 
South African moment And it saw him through Was it enough for this restless warrior To make peace with you? Can you feel the love fuzzy? Even from ends and Was it enough for this one-eyed country? So can you feel the love fuzzy now that it's laid to rest? Is it enough to make haters and cantabs believe you're the very best? How good. How good. Aroha, you are a star. That was unreal. Thank you, Aroha. What a beautiful voice. Aroha. (laughs) I'm not talking to any of you. Come on. I can't hear you. That was so good. You're very kind. When I was at home, I actually said to my wife, come on, come here and listen to Aroha. And we sat down on the couch and we had to listen, mate. That was cool. Oh, Daisy, I'm sorry. Hey, Mark. That was even better today. Mark, there's no need for that many O's and O no, all right? (laughs) I'm double eight, double three. That is just rude, and I will not accept or tolerate that sort of. I don't know, very well done. But, guys, do you know what I mean? Like, saying no to Fozzie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's right. He's a Cantab or a hater. Do you think he's feeling the love? I don't think Fozzie feels love except when he's in... Well, do you think he'll feel the love after that song? I think he's feeling relief. I think he's... I think he's feeling relieved. I enjoy that. I want to send him the link after that. Oh, don't you... As well, Dad. Yes! Yes! Let's let's make sure... Step away. Kez, Twitter, Instagram, the whole lot. (laughs) Twitch, TikTok, everything. Thank you, Aroha. Um, That was cool. All right. Well, I did initially give it to both of you guys, but you both ducked me, which is fair enough. So Aroha, she stepped up. And my choice is for a poll today on the back of that. In the SENZ app, if you want to go there and please have your choice, are you fully behind Fozzie going into this test match? Here are your options, nice and simple. Yes, no, don't care, you've boycotted NZR. Are you fully (laughs) behind Ian Foster now? Yes. Yes? Is he? Of course. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go with that. 100%. No, we've, got to, we've moved on and I've made a decision. We've got to support the boys. And, you know, he's been given the, the, the reins, so let's support him. Yep. Well, PJ's come through straight away. Morning, boys. I'm not convinced the All Blacks are back. Your confidence is based off one win in South Africa. If, you're, if you look, took your black-tinted glasses off, it was very patchy. So go on the mighty All Blacks, but I'm not putting any cash on it. That's PJ. What do you think? Oh, wait, under 150... Uh, 811 or double eight double three. are you fully behind Ian Foster now? He has been given the car keys all the way through to the World Cup because I know we kind of, and, and look, Izzy and Kempe, you guys are fully entitled to be, um, but what do you think? And I'm, there's no right answer. If you're not, 
I don't really care either. I just want to know. I want to know. I want to get the pulse of the nation when we talk about Ian Foster here. And if you don't care because you're just so sick of it, let us know as well. Go to the SENZ app and have your choice, and we'll get to those results at 8.30. We'll also play that song again because... I just it to Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. 20 away from 8. We'll get to the shake. Al Sharrock and find out whether Just Ask Me brains them after this. Quarter to eight this morning and the text is steaming in. Uh, somebody says, oh, Mark says, agree with PJ 100%. Uh, yes, but also boycott NZR, says an unnamed texter. And Richard <laughs> says, Louis, it sounded like your high-pitched voice until Aroha got into her work. Thank you, uh, Dicko. Appreciate that one. All right, Kempi, let's talk some racing. Yep, and there oh. is no other horseman, is he, that we'd rather have on the show. And we know that oh. your account has hit a bit of an iceberg lately. Because we've got him back to work out where the where the value is this weekend. He's got plenty yeah. running, and uh, he's got I think three in the Foxbridge this weekend. So uh, he joins us on the radio this morning. Morena Sheikh Al Sharok. I love Morena, that. Kempe. It's good to see you're out of bed early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a regular basis these days, Alan. You know, so uh, yeah. mate, you've got three this. Quite a rarity for you, pal. Um, now, I want to square up a couple of things here. Okay. <laughs> you stop the Broncos. Now, boys, I want you to listen to this. He stopped the Broncos. This is Kempe, who who just is a perpetual loser. I'll tell you that now. And I know for sure he never backed Black Caviar because it never got beaten. Okay? So put that in place. Now, Daggy says to me last week, you wouldn't go and watch Taranaki. They'll get a hiding spot. The beer was cold. The food was good. And hello, New Zealand. We won. And and oh. and hello, New Zealand. Hundred percent for the day for Shake Out Sharok. <laughs> so, uh, you're so, not bad, Al. You inspired yeah. Taranaki. You inspired Taranaki. I don't know how you did that, but you did it. Lifted them like Jamie's. How do you well, inspire? I tell you, what, you wouldn't have wanted your to be in the, dead, in the dead ball line after uh, Taranaki scored because our booth, our corporate box, was right there. And Doc was giving them a fair old bagging. So I don't think that helped them too much, Ezra. Yeah. Hey, mate, you got you got oh. plenty running this weekend. Obviously, the Foxbridge is a big one for you. Just tell us a little bit about uh, your runners, Al. Um, they've all, all trained good. Um, run probably very similar times for the last two weeks. I'll probably put Butler on top, boys. He's got less bad marks against him. Uh, talking to Butch, they've got rain there last night and rain today, so he believes it's a 115-116 track. Um, but we've all got to beat Imperatrice, let's face it. But I'm hoping the second up bogey gets her and I can be competitive with my three. But, you know, Darcy Labellis, we've all forgotten her. Um, she never coped with the 1400 here in that real sticky ground. She'd done nothing wrong before that, boys. Um and Tavi Mack's never been beaten fresh up. Last year, I gave him a race. He won that at Oteki and was some substandard in the Foxbridge. So I've left him fresh. Um, done a lot of work with his back and his joints. So... Phone died. Ow, your phone... Oh, typical. Phone died. <laughs> did, I, did I put it on the charger? That's phone that, died. That is typical. That is typical. That is so typical. How many times Alan. he's done this? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, and His I love died. having the last say. 
I love having oh. the last say because yeah, I knew, I knew it. I knew it, but I thought he was going to bring up the flight because I, I, I went down to New Plymouth last Saturday. I was meant to go to the game, so oh. um, and I, that, that flight didn't make it. <laughs> that only well, left more. Yeah, that left more beer for us and more food. I was quite pleased to see him get the Wyong and fly back the other way. Hey, hey, Al, Al, hey, I, I, I think outside of is and Tavi Mack, actually all yours took a bit of cash straight away as they tend to do, but Tavi Mack seemed like a fair enough price if he is good. And like as a punter, you, you make the point, four from four fresh, and we know what he can do at this time of year typically. You you said you've worked pretty long and hard on his issues. Is there any way to know whether he's back somewhere near his best? Um, well, I've even got Manipulator coming today to, to do some work on him and the other two, to be honest. Just, uh, you know, Israel would have had a lot of that going on when he was playing rugby, so it's not going to hurt him, is it, you know? Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with him, Louie. I am. Um, you know, it's it looks her race to lose. But like I say... Is she going to be happy at 115, 116? Second up can cause an issue. Um, yeah, it's it's race on, isn't it, really? Well, Al has two things. Has Jam lost any weight? How's that looking? And where's Fleming? Uh-huh. I heard a message come through. Fleming, just ask me. Uh, yeah, he just walked past me. He looks portly like his owner. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and Fleming's had two gallops back. He'll run here in the 65.990 on the 17th. So he's going super. Geez, we yeah, are getting good. old when you're using a word like portly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hate port too, just quietly. We've had plenty of that. Um, yeah, day. we had a few runs on that for a while. Hey, yeah. Obviously, the Naki copped a bit of rain because I've bumped Harwater, so it's good that we're not losing it, but we've bumped it to Sunday. So Cherry Rose and Aracena were meant to be there today. Um, are they still going there, or are you thinking of taking Cherry Rose to Awapuni? No, nah, she'll definitely wait for Hara, and I think, boys, she's a winning chance. She's worked super on Tuesday. That field, to me, looks probably an easier race for her. I don't like the inside bend at Awapuni that much. Just ask me, needs a run heading towards the count, so he'll run there. Um, I see Maroney, so I've got a rider for the obvious favourite, Cork. But um, on real bad ground, if they race, Louie, just ask me, finds another leg. And um, he'll keep coming, so he'll get us a check, and it may be the major check. Who knows? Yeah, no, I, I like I, I completely agree with you. And the other thing is, you're probably not a half bad person to ask this. This no deduction situation paired with the two thousand dollar minimum bet that the TAB have introduced. Um, that's pretty curious, isn't it? It's good for smart punters, and especially when you look at horses like Cork, which if you don't have a rider booked and the track's going to be really bad, they reckon she's pretty talented. You might not be taking her. Don't know, just speculating. All of a sudden, three eighty for just ask me around those prices. It becomes a very popular proposition, doesn't it? It does. I, I sort of scan through that field, Louis. There's a few that handle it wet, but they're really out of form. Um, and Corp looks a leg up with five kilos off our boy. Um, but as I say, no rider down. So who knows whether they're running or what's going on there? Hey, I'll just um, we're just going to tack right, okay? Not left. Tack right. We're going to tack right this time. Uh, yeah. The All Blacks, mate. Fozzie, you, you're a fan. Like we've we've been asking that question this morning, but keeping Fozzie on. How, how do you think they'll go against Argentina this weekend? Um, I'd be disappointed if they didn't put fifteen twenty on them. 
um, after the result in South Africa, and I think that result saved Fozzie, let's be honest, boys. And I think his players backed him, and, and uh, the rugby union had no option but to retain him. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. His winning strike rate, Fozzie's ain't great, but uh, once again, they think he's a good fella. Well, they all say he's a good fella, but um, you've got to make choices. So, um, yeah, it's still up in the air a bit, isn't it, really? Yeah, no. Well, that's... Uh... Yeah, let's hopefully that does. Um, we don't have any more issues before between now and the World Cup. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning on SENZ L, and all the best for the weekend, especially the Foxbridge with your three runners. Go well, shake. And come on, Jam. Let's get that one home. See you, Daggy. See you, boys. 100% for the day for Shake Out Chirac. <laughs> T. Lee. That was great. Now, I talked to Al about that. He said, yep, T. Lee came up with that name for me, and I just think it's one of the greatest names that T. T. Lee has come up for anybody. Yeah. The Shake of Taranaki. He's got a big hand to play this weekend. Better the weekend, Cherry Rose, if you can wait till Harwater on Sunday. I want them to give me my money back now so I can have a bet tomorrow as well. Seven away from mate. Back after the CCNZ. <laughs> Yes, welcome back. Coming up to 8 o'clock, big hour ahead. We're going to talk to Jace Ryan at about 8.35. So stay tuned. We'll hear from the All Blacks forwards coach heading into this weekend. Fozzy was on the drive show yesterday with Kirsty and Beeve. So if you want to have a listen to that, head over to Kirsty and Beeve on the SCNZ app and have a listen to their podcast. Great to have Fozzy uh, available for a chat. And, well, he coached Beaver. So you'll get an insight to what Beaver was like as a player. Oh, if he's anything like uh, a fellow actor, horrible. Nah, he's a good man. He's a good man, Beef. Enjoy. He's coming down today. He's down here in Ōtotahi Christ. It'd be good to catch old Beef and sip on a couple of cold ones after he finishes his most important Friday show. Jace Ryan coming up. Then we've got our Friday tipple. Stay tuned. Keep the messages coming through. Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you. And even better, give us a call. 0800 150 811. Aroha. Gave us a great little song before. You've got to go listen to it. Maybe we'll play it back for you before then. Anyway, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building music. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 8 o'clock already. Woo. Time is flying by. I love Fridays. I don't know about you, but I love a Friday because it's an opportunity to get into the weekend with the kids. They're currently sitting here with me because today's a day where we're taking all the pets to the vet uh, to um, 
getting spaded. <laughs> so we don't have any more pets running around from the neighbourhood. So um, big day for the family, but I've got the kids here, so I've told them to be quiet. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. <laughs> but um, no, coming up, big show. Going to talk to Jace Ryan shortly. Uh, we're going to have our Friday tipple, but really looking forward to Jace Ryan. And we played a song for Fozzy not so long ago, and hopefully we get another opportunity. We'll play that for you just before the end of the show. And I'm going to read a few messages, a couple from Patty. No way. Fozzy has survived despite him not because of him. The team won 12 minute of rugby and Fozzy got a get out of free jail card. It's a joke. One or two losses and it all starts again. I want the team to win but NZR needs a clean out and maybe a few more losses start that ball rolling. Razor Ray. That is from Patty. I can hear what you're saying, Patty, but right now we've got to support them and if they don't get that job done, then those questions will be asked. But right now, back them, support them, and see how they go. Oh, I'm a Razor fan, don't get me wrong. I've got a lot of time for Razor. I'd love to see him in there. But he hasn't got the job. So we've got to try and find some way to get out there and support our boys in black. And this is another weekend. Uh, zero love for Fozzie. Good catch, good coach, but got there in the wrong way for mine. We'll always support the players, but can't support him. All jokes aside... Boys, you're the best. Get the good oil. There's from May. And then Ryan Reynolds married Scarlett Johansson too. So he broke Phil's heart from Hastings. I can feel your pain. Now he's with Blake Lively. One of the greats. Bring back the <laughs> sandpit, Kempe. Yeah, Bring mate. back the sandpit, Kempe. Eh? Maybe the Warriors need to get in the sandpit. They're already up in the sand dunes. It's, well, the, the, the difference between the sand dunes and the sandpit is that the sand dunes don't hit you hard. Whereas the sandpit, you've got no choice. It's a real analogy for life, isn't it? It is, mate. You know the best thing about the sandpit? The story about the sandpit? We used to line yeah. all the young blokes up that wanted to play first grade, and we used to get all of the old boys that had played on the, on the Sunday to run at them. Your Russell Packers. On the Monday. Ben and Matulino. they used to get a hiding, mate. They used to get a hiding. They would get up and look at me and Ando, and we'd be standing there in our rain jacket because it was normally raining, cold, yeah. it was sand like, like grainy. horrible grainy sand and they would get up and just give us that that death stare like, are you kidding? We just played yesterday <laughs> and Ando would go keep going <laughs> the young, and the young <laughs> were fellas, you a good cop? it was like the young fellas were eating Kentucky Fried Chicken mate they were so happy, it was just drooling they were drooling, yeah come on, give me those old buggers let them run at me, I'm going to smash <laughs> them you know, so. were you a good cop? I was good cop, that's how it worked I was good cop, and I was like bad, bad, bad cop. Corrupt cop. He was like bad cop, bad. Like it's so funny. He used to put his feet through the bottom of the walls, you know, like in the in the coaches' boxes. He used to put his feet through the bottom of the walls, and I used to think, like he was so emotional, man. It was so good with him, you know. Like we men and we were really both emotional, but I had to sort of stay calm because we couldn't both be going off. And he would, he would like go. You know, Start boot, boot, booting the bottom of the, the wall, and I remember being at Penrith, and his foot went through the bottom of the wall, and I was like, "Oh man, we could get in trouble for that one." <laughs> and then, and then, and this is the same guy that went down and literally called a called the referee's boss halfway during a game, then told Ivan Cleary. Yeah, that was a funny. That's a, that's a funny story. As I was, I'd, I think you told it like two days ago. Oh, have I on here? Oh, I, th I think so. Did I, I was I? off here. Sorry, yeah. it was off here. Concussion. No, well, anyway, it was a game. Robert Finch coached me at, at uh, Newcastle. So he's a good mate, but he was a re referee's boss. And, and Stacey Jones was heading to France. It was his third game out from leaving the Warriors. And we got it at halftime. We had four tries to sell out, all from forward passes. 
It was just before half time, and I just I had Finchie's number in my phone, so I've dialed it up and rung him. And it's just before half time, and I said, "Are you watching this crackish? You know, beep beep beep. You know, like <laughs> I'm going off to him, and he starts giggling. He starts giggling. Ivan was my assistant coach at that time. He leans over to me and says." Oh, I don't think you should have phoned him. And I went, well, you can... Dit, dit, out. <laughs> and I, I spoke to Finchie the day after, and he just, honestly, pissing his pants, going, what about you going off yesterday? Have you watched the replay? And I had watched the replay. They were four forward passes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nah, that was that was having me and Ando going off together, not good. I would hate being a coach. War, st- it's, uh, those things. War stories from Kempe. Don't mind it. Nine minutes past eight o'clock. Jason Ryan coming up after 8.30. You need to stay around for that. First time he's really done a, a in-depth interview since he uh, has really joined the All Blacks apart from that Can't press wait. conference. So looking forward to getting in-depth with him. But right now... I said her from the city, so her got to be witty, witty. She said him from the country, so him got to be funky, funky. Yes. Oh, Millionaire, one of the great tunes. I'll tell you, it feels like a millionaire is all the, the horse industry. They've got the spring racing carnival coming up, so I've done a wee little something just to thank them. When I started my radio journey just over a year ago, I had limited knowledge on the racing industry and how much joy and importance it holds to many and that when the flowers start to blossom is when the champion horses come out to play. Winter racing has been very difficult to say the least. Wet, rainy, miserable days and then the odd gale force winds. It hasn't been easy for the industry. Owners, trainers and just your everyday Joe Blogs have suffered because let's be honest this winter has been horrible. But that said, abandonments most of the times were for good cause because safety is paramount. And we must not forget that. Today, I want to wish all the owners, punters, jockeys, and everyone involved in the great game that is racing all the very best. This is the best time of the year to sit back on your couch with a cold one. And if you're lucky enough, head along and be trackside. Enjoy the day, which is one of the best days out. Race day, spring racing. Let's get ready to... <laughs> oh, how good does he? How just, good. Just make that the the new TAV promotion. Uh, completely echo those words, Kempi. With the dance too, please. Put that on the potty, Kiss with the dance and everything that go alongside it. That's a crack. That is a cracking one there is. And you're dead right, mate. I do feel, I'm the same, I feel a little bit sorry for the likes of Alan, them getting in their, I'd say daily bread cancelled at least once a week at the moment, and also for his brother, Bruce Sherrick, who's the new CEO, having to find some ways to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. So I reckon watch the space. I reckon some good stuff's coming out of uh, New Zealand Thoroughbred with Bruce and and the team uh, for 2023. yeah, the signs are, the signs are heading in that uh, sh- are starting to show that they're, they're heading in the right direction. It's been difficult, isn't it, Louis? Like the abandonments, trainings, the the tracks not being in, in good condition. But then you see what happened to with Taiki and and 
you know, how much, how dangerous the sport is. You've got to really put it in perspective. So uh, they, they make good decisions in the end. But um, man, I'm really looking forward to spring and just seeing the champion horses out there racing. And this is a time where we could potentially get a wee filler. Tomorrow, the Waikato started Foxbridge play. you got Imperatriz, Catalyst, Butler, Tavi Mac, Darcy LaBella. The oh, nice ones field. are back at the races. First group one only a couple of weeks away. Mimsy tomorrow. We've got Dragon League, Corsair, Mav, Elephant. I'm Thunderstruck. Kiwis galore. Can't wait. 13 minutes past 8 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Friday tipple up after this. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Jason Ryan up after 8.30. But right now it's time for the Friday tipple. And, uh, well, perfect timing for a Friday is he's gone to his bar leaner because he's had a power cut and a hoker. <laughs> There's been a power cut at Dagville. So we'll get Izzy up on the phone for the Jace Ryan interview because he will not want to miss out on that. But right now, Kempi, let's get into the tipple. Because we may not have been on air on Monday morning because of the cricket, but that didn't stop Kempi yourself from yeah. celebrating... The Bulls' victory over Canterbury. Head coach Neil Barnsey Barnes was just as chuffed with the win, especially given the previous results. Look, at the end of the day, we've been battling big time with a whole heap of injuries and our backs were against Ward having two losses in a row and we weren't too proud of ourselves getting whopped by Bay Plenty like we did. So I guess it was just a reaction that needed to happen to earn a bit of respect back. Mm. What a reaction against Izzy's... Boys, oh, Barnsey, you got the job done, and as proud as I was... This really hurts. ...of the fight my Bulls put up over the weekend, it was nothing compared to the toughness and resilience of the man from Ukraine fighting wars against Anthony Joshua, Alexander Yusik. We spoke to Stephen Mulhazen from DAZ in boxing about the heart the Ukrainian show to beat Joshua in the final rounds. Usyk showed why he is a generational talent. If it wasn't Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua stops that guy, either in round nine or round ten. And today we're talking about Anthony Joshua being a three-time heavyweight champion. Kimpy, what a weekend for combat sports. That rolled into Leon Edwards' Usman. devastating head kick. Oh. I just Sunday was such a good day. It was. And then Tyson Fury coming out and saying, I'm next. Oh, I can't bring on December. All right, on Tuesday, we caught up with Laura McGoldrick, whose husband, Guppy, Martin Guptill, has been, oh yeah, doing it rough over in the Caribbean. Uh, Laura herself was recently uh, given the... Oh, yeah, righto. Yeah, I see what's happened here. Me, Laura and I did a little gig at Eden Park, and uh, Joe Schmidt was there, and we both decided that Joe Schmidt was just one of the best blokes going around seem like a good Kiwi lad, you know, that's living his dream and there's a lot of respect we have for that. So what a beautiful man. Well, it's a scene with, with tact right, like they're true. Happily married, by the way. <laughs> 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 very, very, very weird, went out. But 
cheers to Joe Schmidt because clearly what him and Jace Ryan have done to brought to the All Blacks is an edge kimpy. And when Laura McCord- Goldrick calls you a good man, um, yep, you must be doing something right. But Louis, your can tab lads may not have gotten the job done last weekend, but no one can de- deny the team's depth. Even so, occasionally they run out of bodies at training. And we had to speak to that great man, the number seven who played for the All Blacks, Matt Todd, who filled in a few times and told us that he has to get down amongst it. We just run out of numbers. You know what the physios are like in Canada. We're just pulling people left, right and centre. So it's 15 on 10 at one stage, so I've got to just try try put some numbers on the part. Let's be honest. Toddy's in there, head over oh, pill. He's saying, can Rub, I put my boots on this, said they? Rubbing their face. And, oh, he's got to go back to Japan and still play. No, he could still play. How's that for backup? <laughs> yeah. And how about lessons, not learnings from Toddy? That should have been the clip, really. Uh, time for our Toast of the Week, Kempi. And no one is more deserving of that honour than Northland's own Mia Motu. The up-and-coming boxer is set for a world title fight over in Dubai later this year after extending her undefeated streak. Get this, 13-0. Not unlucky for her. It'll be her biggest challenge yet, but it's fair to say she is unfazed. I'm ready. I've been ready a long time ago. I know I'm definitely too strong. I've fought women above my weight division. No one's really hurt me. (laughs) Imagine me have to say that. Oh, honestly, that was the best line. That was the best line. I'm ready. No one can hurt me. <laughs> we'll put the champagne on ice for Mia Motu because she's off to Dubai to fight in a title fight. Pretty special stuff. It's been a really good week here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And uh, we've got plenty to come. We've still got Jace Ryan before the end of the show, Kempi. And then tomorrow, a massive day of racing before... The spring really kicks off. Technically, we're still in winter, but what about the fact that in five odd days, it's literally springtime? Right. Yep, that's when the lambs start dropping, and like as he said on his bomb squad there, the flowers all start popping, and uh, the horses start winning. Yeah, romping. The good horses start winning. It's actually, I just looked before, it's actually a rated a heavy track over at Caulfield, so... Dragon Leap punters, um, be wary. I would also say that about alligator blood. We'll just wait and see what the tracks are doing tomorrow. You can listen to the mail run for all of the track updates, and they're going to be very important because Awapuni has taken a lot of rain. Tarapa will be, you heard Al say, I think Butch reckons 115, 116, so heavy as well there. Pip Morrison from tab.co.nz. G'day, Pip. Good morning, Louie. Good morning, Kimby. How are we? Hey, morning, Pip. And it's funny because you're just speaking about Dragon Leap and that, Louie, and we've had a couple of bets still on them. I have to actually tell you that Imperatrice, easily best backed, followed by Butler in the Foxbridge. But in the Memsey, most money is actually staked on Dragon Leap, currently at $31. So it might be wet, even though they were trying to avoid the rain. Uh, he's still taking money. And the second best back, funnily enough, is Alligator Blood. So the two that you mentioned uh, are still taking money. And we're going to talk about the sports side. Argentina with the All Blacks still with 68% of money staked on the match result market. Winning team in margin, All Blacks 13 or more, clearly the best back, followed by the All Blacks 1-12. to 12. And the best back power play has been New Zealand to win both individual halves by 10 points or more at $3. No other really big bets at the moment on the All Blacks. So, yeah, it's a little bit split at the market in that way. Pip, are you able to, I don't know if you've got the information in front of you, do you know what the biggest bet on Dragon Leap is? I don't have it right in front of me. No, sorry, Louis. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is. 
just yet, but I will get the bookies to flick it through and, and let you guys know what it is. What about your Panthers, Pup? What do you like about the game between the Panthers and the Warriors? I know who you're supporting. Well, yeah, I, I like the fact that Luai's back. I think that's a, a huge inclusion to help out Sean O'Sullivan and, and even James Fisher-Harris back in the middle. I just think that's huge. And the fact that they're going to be getting the shield at home, I just think they're going to put on a performance against the Warriors. So it could be tough for them. I'd be looking to go 50 points or more. I think they can put on them tonight. Oh, okay. Do, do you want to give like a pip? I don't know if are you allowed to. You're allowed to bet. Of course you are. Um, we're running a little sweepstake for a fifty dollars TAB bonus bet. So I'll put you down. Put you down. Uh, pip. What do you? What's it? Give me a score. Give you a score. I'm going to go. Oh god. I'm going to. I reckon they'll keep them to six points. I think maybe the Warriors will get one. So I'm going to go fifty-six to six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels about right, Pip. All right, you have. Oh, do you have anything on the dog? Have you got a best bet for us over the weekend? Be remiss, I'll ask. I have actually on Sunday race number six at Monaco. Grace Foot off the inside alley. She's a grading special. She dropped out of class two three racing back into class one back at Monaco where she loves it. So I think she'll be winning race six number one. Grace Foot. I love it. There you go. Pip Morris, download the TAB app today to get involved with all of those markets we've just spoken about. If you've got a little bit of ammunition left over for your Sunday, race six, number one, Grace Foot. I think that's what Pip said. Anyway, we can go look at that. A couple of good messages here uh, for you, Kempi. Boy, since you're talking all backs and horse racing, I'll ask you this. If Fozzie was a racehorse with the same form, would you risk your money on him? Oh, hell no. No way in the world, but after the last run, you would have to put him sort of in your top three, wouldn't you? Well, yes. Top four, maybe? Depen- I, guess, the top four I guess it depends who else is in the field. Are we talking all international coaches? Well, currently, he's in a, he's, prob- he's racing in a group one, and, and the horse that he's racing against hasn't won. Hasn't oh. won anything worth, worthwhile, so you've got to back him to, to win. He's a better horse. Well, Andy Farrell... Yeah, I've got. Uh, I'm talking about against Argentina. Oh, Argentina! Well, he's a place if, chance. Yeah, like if you put them all in the same race with Argent with with top a- four chance. Andy Farrell, mm, maybe a top four chance. Look at the head to head market. Same with Dave Rennie. Fozzy. Okay, there you go. Uh, Jimmy says, "Louis, mate, I haven't heard anyone mention Catalyst for the Foxbridge. What do you think of his chances?" He's classy, and his arch nemesis alligator blood in the memsy. A couple of smokies, maybe. Jimmy, good question. Alligator blood's not a smoky anymore because he's actually managed to rediscover that form. He was huge up in Brisbane, and obviously it's a little bit down in class. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott obviously um, have figured him out. He's had to be. He's been sold to Jerry Harvey. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, the old owner Alan couldn't get a license to race horses down in Victoria. So yeah, he's a chance. But again, he's never won on a heavy track. And if it is as heavy as they think it is at Caulfield, it really does narrow the field down, in my opinion. And you start looking at those New Zealand breeds. A guy like Shocking, uh, I'm thund- uh, yeah, a guy like Shocking breeding. I'm Thunderstruck. Um, a real decent charge. As far as Catalyst, I'm weary because Tony Pike did mention to us two weeks ago that if it was too heavy they might not even start him and I just think they're not going to push the button on Catalyst and absolutely flog him first up after pretty much three years Kempe so so the bookies have that in mind so I think he's a fair price if you wanted to put a bob each way on and well he comes back and it's like (gasps) 
Catalyst is back. Then good on you. But at the same time, it's a, it's a sit and wait and see for me. Kimpe. Well, it's like Tavi Mac, exactly the same. Hasn't hasn't lost first up. Now, if you want to put a bob each way, you'd have to have a bob each way on Tavi Mac. So yeah, look, Catalyst, Catalyst's a good horse, but he's had so many issues and separate issues. Mate, everyone's just holding their breath at the moment. To hope, hopefully, it comes. I just got a text for you here, Louis. That's why I was giggling before. Hey, Kempy, can you write a book with all your stories? Call it a story with Uncle Number One Sell. I reckon that's from Honey, from John. Look, if anyone wants to write a book, give us a call. Give us a call, and I'll tell you a few stories. Probably some R18s in there as well that you can't tell on here. All right, censored. Out the back of the DVD store. Half past eight o'clock this morning. <laughs> Here's Arahal with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand and Jason Ryan. Not far away. Ooh, can't wait for that. So what you want? Twenty-seven minutes away from nine. We'll be quick here because we're not going to head off and get back with Jace Ryan. Izzy, are you there on the line? How's your power cut? Oh, mate, the power's out down here in Christchurch. I don't know what's happened, but I had a funny little thing. My daughter was like, "Dad, can I paint your nails?" And I was like, "Ah, oh. like I'm a big pushover. She's the only girl that will ever make me do anything." So she was painting my nails, and then Ian Foster rings me, and I'm getting my nails painted, talking to the All Blacks coach. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and what did he want? What did he want? What want? Well, I sent him the I sent him the song, and he loved it. He's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool! <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So he he was like, he's like, who was that? I said, oh, it's a beautiful Aroha. It does our news, and, and he's like, oh, funny. It's funny the things people come up with. Yeah, I said, yeah. We just had a little bit of fun, Fozzie, but he was good, mate. He was in good spirits, and um, yeah. So he's, uh, he's up and about, and now we're going to talk to Jace Ryan, so looking forward to that. Oh, that's so cool. It's so good to know that he's actually taking a joke and he's feeling light on his feet. And that, that's... Mate, he's, he's, a, he's a character, honestly. You get him behind the post where he's actually quite witty and quite funny. It's, it's, it's... And then you see him on the, on the, in the presses, he's serious. I'm like, mate, Fozzie, have a laugh. He's so funny. Great stuff, is he? It's just for, a game of sport. Thanks for sharing that, Daggy. Game of rugby. It's awesome. Looking sport. for flooring that's scuff, scratch, and water-resistant choose Adobe Hybrid from Choices Flooring. Are you fully behind, Fozzie? Actually, coincidentally, was the poll. And, hey, he'll be happy to know that, yes, more than half of the people are. Yes. And I'm not surprised by that. Uh, there's about a third of the people that said no, and then there's a little smidge that said, no, don't care anymore, I've boycotted rugby and NZR. So, there you go. But most people behind Ian Foster, and I think you guys both reflected that well. And I think when you're behind Ian Foster at the moment, you're also behind his coaching staff, which is new, invigorated, and includes Joe Schmidt, Jace Ryan. Now, after this, we'll catch up with Jace Ryan. Maybe, but remember, PGD Rights and Turf can help Christchurch, does your field of dreams need an upgrade? Win a complete community sports field renovation with SCNZ and PGG Rights and Turf. Go to scnzradio.nz and head to the win page. What about the Nelson area? It's been smacked with water. Actually, a lot of the country, it's been um, very wet around the West Coast as well. So if you want to go nominate someone, now would be a great time. 25 away from nine, back with Jace Ryan. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, welcome back. We're 20 away from nine before we get off to Smithy and Stockley Smith, no doubt, here, the big show. But right now, we've been waiting all morning for this. He's delayed it. 
He's made us wait, but he's done the job. Jason Ryan, well, well, well. The man around town. They're calling him the Ford's Whisperer. The pick lock to unshackle any pack. So good to finally be able to welcome All Blacks Ford coach. Jace, coach is here. Ryan Morena, Jace. Thank you for coming on. Uh, morning, morning, Izzy. Uh, great, um, great to be on, mate. Great to be chatting. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. It's been a couple of weeks, Jace, since you've um, you've been in, in amongst the the group, the All Blacks. I'm hearing uh, whispers of, well, you read everything, mate. They're loving the impact, um, what you've been able to bring to the All Blacks team, mate. Has has it been any different from what you've done in the past? And how have you unlocked this full pack? Oh, look, there's, there's still a little bit of work to do. Um, to be fair, but um, oh look, you just got to be pretty honest and pretty direct. That's what the low numbers thrive on, um, and just just give them a little bit of certainty and a couple of key areas that clearly needed. Um, we needed to make some shifts on, and we believe we've we've made a couple of um, a couple of steps in the right direction, um, which which is great. But um, yeah, the boys have the boys have bought into what we're trying to achieve and, and, and they believe in it, which which is important. So, um, yeah, as I said, there's a still a few carriers we've got, we've got to tidy up, but uh, I'm pretty happy that where we're at. Yep. Hey, Jace, mindset of the of the players uh, since you've been in there, where's it at on your spectrum leading into the World Cup and, and how much improvement have you got left? Oh, yeah, we've got um, plenty of improvement left and, and we have to have... Um, you know, every day we're we're really striving to challenge each other, and every meeting we're, we're, we're you know we're we're challenging that as well. That's sort of been a bit different for the boys that they've got to be on their toes, and um, I'm challenging everyone whether or not they've you know played one test or over a hundred. Um, the room's got to be you know thriving to be better, and you know we know that you know the World Cup obviously is going to come around really quick, Kimpy, but uh, it's really important that we just stay on task for. Each day and, and each test, and, and particularly the Argentina, they bring a different threat uh, to what the box do. Okay, Jace, look, you, you've been in, in the Crusaders for a very long time. You're a very, um, you know, a coach that's had, had a lot of experience. You, you've got a lot of knowledge in the game. But have you had to evolve how you coach heading heading into the All Blacks, making that step up? And have you felt the different level from going from the Crusaders up to the to the international arena? Yeah, I think you've always got to evolve um, as a coach. You either got to get, you know, you get better or you get beaten. So I think that um, yeah, I've been pretty, pretty high on my own standards and knew that, you know, obviously I could bring a little bit of knowledge, but the test arena is a lot different. And um, you know, you're not trying to to win competitions and, and build competition points every week. You've got to win a test match every Saturday. So uh, that's unique in its own, and and how you challenge the players and set them up to succeed so they understand their role and can execute their skill sets under a lot more pressure. So that means you've got to evolve your meetings and, and just make sure that you're concentrating on the critical few and not filling them up with information that's not really needed. Mm. Hey, Jason, attitude to the change, to the to the implementation of your style, how are the players handle that? Is everyone bought into the, the Jason Ryan philosophy? Oh, it's a good question, Kempe. I guess you'd have to ask them, really. I think that, um, as I said before, we've, you know, I've tried to make some shifts, and uh, we're definitely a very honest forward pack. I'll tell you that much. Um, I, I really pride myself on that, like not avoiding the hard things. Um, if it's a discussion at training or if something needs to be sorted out pretty instantly, we we get onto that. But you know, that, that'd be the ones that you know you probably ask, and 
you know, I, I think any All Black team, you, it's probably never always a happy environment. There's always someone that's, um, you know, n- not overly happy, and because that's high performance. Um, that yeah. you know, everyone wants to wear the black jersey every week, but reality is they can't. Um, so, so what you do and how you review your trainings with the boys that aren't getting game time becomes important. But um, it is what it is, and yeah, we just get on with it. Hey, Jace, uh, the one of the big um, you know downfalls for the Irish series was Rolly Moore, and you've you've stated that in your first press that so you come out and said we're going to stop Moors. Now you've done a great job, and as a fullback trying to explain how and why you've been able to do that, it's impossible. So, are you able to shed some light on, on some of the corrections or some of the things that you've you've put added to this team to be able to get in there and stop them all? Because we saw South Africa, that is their weapon, and you did a fantastic job of, of nullifying that that area. Yeah, we did. We, you know, every team that you play moulds differently, so it's not one, it's not one system. Um, you've got to understand, I guess, what the cues are, and that's what you sort of get with a little bit of experience. And, the, and I've challenged the players to make sure that they understand what they're looking for defensively, but also in their attacking side of it as well. But yeah, look, there's, I think there's been a little bit of chat around that, but it's. Um, Is it more by you know, Jason? Is it more like just getting uh, in there and, and wanting to no, stop no, the more more than the other? No, it's a lot more than that. It's, uh, you know, your technical and, you know, your height and your timing, where you stand and all that sort of thing becomes, you know, really important and, and, and who's beside you and what they're, yeah. they're doing and, and just a little bit of anticipation, which is no different than any defensive system, or you know, in the game as well. It's the same with Stormy, how he runs his D. You've got to be able to see the pitches and, but you've got to understand the system, and, and that's what the boys um, are buying into. But it does change a wee bit. That's good to hear, Jace, that, that the buy-in's there. I just want to ask a question about Jason Ryan, and where, where has your shift happened as far as raising your own personal bar and coaching after joining the All Blacks team, going from Super 15 and into the All Blacks? How have you been able to do, do that, Jace? How have you been able to raise your bar? Yeah, well, it's a, mate, you're on fire with your questions this morning, Kempe. Hey, you're real deep. It's good stuff. Um, look, I, I think, I think um, the first thing, anyone that knows me, I'll, I'll just be myself. And, and I I think if you do that and you're not good you know, trying to pretend you know things, I, look, I don't know everything. And I'll, I'll tell the boys that. But I think, you know, to raise the bar and, and both ends of the bar... You need to be able to be growing everyone as well. And, mm. you know, I've got a couple of key people that I always connect with to make sure I'm grounded and make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself and just challenging the all black, all black forward pack and asking them what do they really want to achieve. And once I know that, well, then we can help achieving it together. And I think that's how you, you know, you raise the bars every day and but, but raise both ends of it, um, not just one end of the bar. And, and I think that, You've always got to be evolving as a coach. You've always got to be challenging yourself to be better. And like I said at the start, mate, you've just got to be honest with the boys and and look after them and care about them. I'll never have a crack at any of my players publicly, and but I'll have a conversation if I need to um, over a coffee and, and we'll get it sorted out. Yeah, mate. One thing that you bring, bring in droves, mate, is honesty. You're up front and you're confronting and... Yeah, that's what we love about you, mate. Just quickly going to ask you about the, the coaching group. Uh, how have you enjoyed coaching with Scotty? Um, you got Fiki there and Fozzie. You know, Fozzie, how has he impressed you over the last 
uh, couple of weeks you've been involved? Yeah, I think that the boy, we're, you know, we're really connected. Like anything, you've you've got to have uh, you've got to have certainty of role clarity first and foremost of who's doing what, and and, and we've we've definitely got that. Um, but we've also got you know we're, the ability to change lanes a little bit where you can <laughs> come into someone else's lane and challenge something. Um, yeah. You know, to be better, and you've got to be able to not be too precious about that if someone does ask you, because usually it's because they care and they want the All Blacks to be better in whatever area it is. You know, yeah. Joe Smith's come in, he's hugely experienced, and, um, you know, he's just owned the grass, and that's been great. Nice, nice, Chase. Well, we love your honesty, mate. Um, how many tickets you had to buy this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of extras. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's good when your son rings you up like the day before. You got any spare tickets, Dad? Yeah, how many after? Oh, 12. Oh. <laughs> Those aren't spare, son. Oh, mate, typical I'll give you Wally, two. Hey, <laughs> Send him the Here's link to Ticket Tech. Now go get a job. Yeah, love it. <laughs> hey, uh, but, uh, mate, we all, appreciate you coming good. on. We appreciate you coming on, mate. Really proud of you. And, uh, the change and the difference you've made in such a short period of time, um, mate, it gives us confidence. So keep up the great work. Go well this weekend against Argentina, and uh, we'll catch up soon, brother. Uh, good work. Cheers, Izzy, and uh, thanks, Ken. be great to talk to you anytime. Cheers, yeah, boys. Good man, Jason. Legend. Legend. Good work, boys. Good work, Kempi. You, you got his mind stimulated. You were thinking, he was like, oh, that's deep. He loves deep questions. Loves it. Jeez, he want to he want to spend a night with me on the beer. Who was the last bloke? <laughs> who, who was a hey, pop pop quiz? Who was the last bloke that reacted to a question like that from Kimpy? Oh, yeah, Mister <sighs> Mister Razor Rudder. Razor Rudder. <laughs> They're so Razor. similar, eh? Oh, you know what I like about you know what I like about when you talk when you're talking sort of coaching philosophies to people like Jace Ryan is they're so honest. Mm. You know, he's he like, he, he's not cliched. Like he's there's no cliches around him. Like the, mm. the, the like the way he answered, he said, look. I'm not going to bag my players publicly, but if I need to have say a word to them, I'm going to tell them, you know. Yeah. And we like yeah. being challenged as coaches, and and sometimes you step on each other's toes, but we're going to say it, you know what I mean? I'm just sitting here going, what a breath of fresh air, breath of fresh air, mate. They'll be really loving his input, and particularly all the other teams. Like you've heard, I've heard from Cole, I've heard Colsey and Sam Kane reference just how awesome and stimulating he's been, and he asks the hard questions and demands excellence. It doesn't matter who you are, like you heard it. You played 100 tests, Sammy Whitelock, I'll rip you out. I'll rip you out, mate, and I'll say it in front of you. If you don't do your job, and that's what Steve Hansen did, and that's got what created Edge and got the best out of all of his team and his players, mm. and you wanted to play for them because you never wanted to let them down. Wayne Smith was that guy for me. Never want to let him down because, wow, he could rip my head off. Uh, don't, we're not afraid to be precious, and we're not afraid to change lanes, Kimpy, and that's what you're referencing. It's just so cool. Um, and we've clipped that last little bit, the last little line. Anytime, boys. There you go. Anytime, Jace Ryan. There you go, Chris. You heard it here on on the breakfast hey, with Lizzie and Kimpy. He actually said that. He actually said that to me a while back. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll come on your guys' show. Anytime, just flip me a message. So he's always available. And it will be a lot easier once that. And to be fair, again, to be fair, we can't. We can't just neglect the fact that they have had a lot of pressure overhanging from NZR and elsewhere. Now there is strategy, there is structure, Fozzie's through the World Cup, Joe Schmidt, Jace Ryan, Stormy McLeod, Greg Feek in there as well. Um, yeah, 
it, let's back them. And that's what people said on our show this morning on the Choices Forum poll. It is eight away from nine. We'll catch you at the doy and to wrap up the show, Ian Smith. After See you this. later. Have a good weekend. See ya, mate. Power, Talk soon. Power cut dag. Back <laughs> after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.